0: Welcome to the Psych and Business Podcast, where we highlight the integration of psychology and psychological principles into the world of business and organizations. I'm your host, Dr. Ernest Wade. Okay, so on this episode, we're going to go back to talking about some of those critical leadership characteristics. And I want to talk specifically today about resilience, resilience in leaders. So let's start by distinguishing between resilience and grit, because very often, people use these two terms interchangeably and don't really understand the nuanced difference between them. I know I didn't fully appreciate the difference between them in the past and use them interchangeably. So I think it's really important to distinguish between what resilience is and what grit is so that we can talk specifically about resilience. So let's talk first about grit. So as always, I like to define things and The APA, the American Psychological Association, defines grit as a personal trait that is characterized by perseverance and passion for achieving long-term goals. So they say grit basically entails working strenuously to overcome challenges and maintaining effort and interests over time, despite failures, adversities, and plateaus in progress. So the key terms here, I think, to take away from is that it's a personality trait that is characterized by perseverance and passion, right? So specifically honing on the perseverance thing to overcome challenges and maintain effort that will lead you to success. So for example, grit may be particularly important to accomplishing an especially complex task when there is a strong temptation to give up altogether, right? When success is something that has to be achieved and a failure is not an option. So grit is basically about pushing forward to get through a challenge to success, achieving that goal. And it requires that certain amount of stubbornness to keep pushing, keep pushing to refuse to accept defeat, to ex- refuse to accept failure. So an example of this from my own life is when I used to be a programmer, when I used to be a computer programmer, I would have to push through coding and compiling errors in order to make sure that I got the the, the project done. I would spend hours and hours reviewing code because failure was not an option there. I just had to get it done, and I refused to to be beaten because I knew there was a way of doing it, and I knew that I could get it done. It's something that that I knew to be factual. And so that really demonstrated grit on my part to keep pushing despite the many challenges and the many failures that I had in the programming or in the compiling errors. So that's an, uh, an example of grit. Now, on the other hand, resilience is about bouncing back after unavoidable failure. So with the resilience, failure happens and you have to bounce back. Now, the American Psychological Association, again, defines resilience as the process and outcome of successfully adapting to difficult or challenging life experiences, especially through mental, emotional, and behavioral flexibility and adjustment to external and internal demands. So that's a mouthful, right? But let's focus on a few things here. Resilience is the process and outcomes of adapting to challenging life experiences. So, really key in on the fact that resilience is a process that leads to outcomes. So, it's really about how you adapt to your situation, to your adversity. When when you're not able to push through with grit, when you're not able to, to be successful, when you actually fail, How do you make the best of that situation? How do you get up when you failed, when you've fallen, and regain your balance, your equilibrium when you experience some sort of hardship or some sort of adverse event? So simply put, resilience is about your ability to adapt and regain your balance, your equilibrium when you experience some sort of hardship or some sort of adverse event in your life. So resilience is not a trait that people either have or don't have. It involves behavior, thoughts, and actions that can actually be learned and developed in anybody. Think, for example, during COVID, the level of resilience that people had to show to get through this experience that we had never experienced before, to get through the hardship and the isolation of not being able to see your friends, your family, your coworkers, of seeing loved ones experience this very difficult time so with this example of COVID there wasn't a way around it you couldn't get around COVID-19 you had to go through it and to go through it required some level of resilience now the level of resilience that you have depends on each individual and it's impacted by things like the ways in which individuals view and engage with the world the availability of resources and the quality of those resources those social resources And your specific coping strategies that you've developed over time. So this is where I think psychology really comes into play, because at least two of those three things are psychologically minded in nature. The ways in which individuals engage in the world is psychologically minded in nature. Your specific coping strategies are psychologically minded in nature. And even to some degree, the availability of those social resources, your social relationships is somewhat psychological minded in in some way. And this is especially important this day and age in the business environment when staffing is very challenging for a business leader. So as a business leader, you may lose multiple employees and feel as though your organization or your team is not able to do the work that they have assigned for them. And failure may be something on the horizon. So resilience comes into play in how do you manage this? How do you deal with this? How do you as a leader bounce back from this very challenging situation? And then how do you help your team do the same? Personally, in my own work, I know that when I have gotten negative feedback, and I know that I say feedback is a gift, which I I do appreciate, but it's not always something that you wanna hear. And one specific example comes to mind. When I was working in the tech industry, I got some feedback about lack of effort, which is really hard for me to hear because I consider myself to be a hard worker. But the feedback basically was saying that I was being perceived as lazy. And this, this really wounded me to my soul. And I had to really look internally and, and decide how I was going to bounce back from this. How was I, I going to receive this information and, and move forward and move through it? And this is an example of, of how I developed resilience over time. By experiencing some hardships, by experiencing some, some emotionally challenging situations, I was able to build resilience and develop a way in which I could take and accept feedback, internalize it, and, and make the necessary changes that would help me to, to come back even better. And this has actually helped in my well being. One of the things that we know is that research has shown that resilience actually correlates to well being. The better you are at coping with difficult situations, emotionally, mentally, the more resilient you are mentally and emotionally. So as a business leader in this very fluid environment, one of the things that is guaranteed is that you will face adversity. There are a lot of unpredictable situations and you can't prepare for all of them. Some of them may be very challenging mentally, emotionally, and behaviorally. They can cause a lot of stress and these situations will require you to change, to adapt, to bounce back. Managing your stakeholders. Political uncertainty and its impact on you, your people, your businesses, dealing with your competitors, economic fluctuations, employee retention. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. There's so many things that cause a business leader stress these days. So the resilience is about how you handle these situations, especially when you can't will yourself through it, when you can't grit your way through it, when failure is inevitable, when failure occurs, when you can't avoid the loss. When you can't avoid the damage, when you can't avoid the crisis, how do you come through it on the other side? So, what does a resilient leader look like? Well, it looks like someone who has the capacity to make realistic plans and take steps to carry those out. Someone who is, has a positive view of themselves and is confident in their strengths and their abilities. Someone who is a skilled communicator and a problem solver. Someone who has the capability to manage strong feelings and impulses from other people. Someone who's able to adapt to stress and stressful environments. Someone who's able to recover from setbacks. Someone who's able to maintain emotional and mental well-being. Someone who continually supports the organizational mission through their words and their actions. Someone who is realistic and optimistic and manages risks. Someone who is realistic in optimism and manages risk. I think risk management is one of those things that's really very important here because things don't always go your way. You can't always be successful. You can't always continue to push for success. You need to have an awareness and an understanding of your environment. You need to have a commitment to reality, which allows you to better prepare for the eventualities, to think about potential threats and vulnerabilities. You need to be able to face your fears and you need to understand change and change management. Because this day and age, change is constant. And so you need to be able to understand how change is going to impact you as an individual and how you are going to bounce back from the negative effects of any change that you experience. So what determines a person's ability to be resilient? Well, the ways in which individuals view and change with the world, as I mentioned, but this can be broken out into multiple things. We're talking about genetics, We're talking about neurobiology. We're talking about developmental factors. We're talking about your childhood experiences. And for me, this is really important because I've been thinking a lot about how much we protect our kids versus give them the opportunity to practice resilience. And you might think that's not important for leadership, but these are young leaders that we are developing. We are teaching them and training them how to navigate stressful situations, how to manage adversity how to be resilient. And if we protect them from everything, if we don't give them the opportunity to learn how to be resilient, then we are robbing our future leaders of the ability to be resilient and to have learned how to adapt and grow and lead in that resilient way. And I I will fully acknowledge that I have this challenge with my kids. It's a question that my wife and I talk about all the time. How do we give our kids the opportunity to be resilient and um, balance that with our desire to want to protect them from everything. It's a really hard thing. But the truth is that this flows up to the future of organizations. What are the effects on your organization of having resilient leaders? Well, you have a calming presence. They usually have clarity of vision. They engender trust. People trust them. They're effective communicators like we talked about. They have a high tolerance for uncertainty and perseverance in threatening situations, which allows the organization to be ready to address adversity. So how do you build resilience? It's important to remember here that it's not a one-size-fits-all. Resilience is a personal journey, as I said, that begins very young in age. It's developed over your lifetime and is different for everybody. It's There's no one-size-fits-all approach here. Now that said, there are some common ways that have been shown to help build resilience. So I'm gonna go through a few of these here. The, the first one is to avoid seeing hardships, crises, stressful, adverse situations as insurmountable problems. You can't change the fact that highly stressful events will happen to you or your organization, but you can change how you interpret and respond to these events. So try looking beyond the problem and try to look towards the solution. And take joy in some of those little reliefs, the little wins that you get as well. The next one I think is really important is accept that change is unavoidable. Change is actually a constant. Certain goals that you have set previously may no longer be attainable as the environment shifts around you. Focus on the circumstances that you can't control and make the necessary changes to adapt to your environment. Be optimistic and realistic. Aim for the stars, but be aware that you can't flap your hands to get there. But there is a way to get there. Don't set unrealistic goals without realistic plans. Set stretch goals but have some realism as well. This one can be hard to balance, right? Because we always wanna try to reach for more, but we also need to be realistic. Nurture a positive view of yourself. This one is really important. As someone once told me, there are enough people out there who are willing to speak badly of yourself. Don't be one of them. Speak positively of yourself, about yourself. Keep things in perspective. Even when facing painful events, Try to consider the stressful situation in a broader context and keep a long-term perspective. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. You will get through it. And then the last one, take care of yourself. Pay attention to your own needs and your own feelings. Engage in activities that bring you joy, that allow you to relax. Okay. So again, a lot of information about resilience. And if you can take away only one thing, I would say that accept that change is avoidable. Change is a constant. So adapt, adjust, be flexible. All right, so again, a lot of information as always. I hope this has been helpful. Thank you for joining us and I hope you will join us next time.